Welcome to The Nurses Station by UC Health, a show that shares stories from nurses who have answered the call to care. I'm your host, Amanda Cobb, and I'm here today with Josh Clute, a super cool nurse. I'd like to hear a little bit about his background and things that he's been doing to really advance the nursing profession, not only just here in Colorado, but across the world. So welcome, Josh. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, it's super cool to be on one of the first ones of these. Hopefully it grows into something amazing. Yeah. We'll find out. So Josh, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about how long you've been a nurse and what your specialty is? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I've been in the healthcare world for about 10 years now. Started in EMS and realized pretty quickly that, that that's a tough field to use as a career long term. More power to those who are, who are able to. Uh, so I found nursing through the midst of that, and went straight into intensive care nursing as a new grad here. I've been doing that for about six years now. And my home here in the hospital is the intensive care unit. When I started, it was a combined unit, and now we've split up into our, our own little specialties. And from there, I get to bounce around the hospital a little bit in uh, some rapid response and what we call critical care outreach roles, do a little charging and starting a new position up in the sky, we'll see pretty, pretty soon here. Oh, that's awesome. So did you do a paramedic program bridge into a nursing program or how'd you get into nursing? No, actually I started as an EMT and went from EMT to nurse and then very quickly bridged nurse to paramedic because I liked, I liked field work. I wanted a way to maintain it at a higher level in the, well, because I, I just missed being out, out in the field. Yeah. So I, I did that very quickly after I got my nursing. So you still have that pre-hospital itch. Yes, I do. <laughs> awesome. So you are working towards your next goal to get back kind of pre-hospital. Yeah, not completely. It's only a PRN position right now. I enjoy what I do here in the hospital, and it would be hard to let go of completely. But I do have a craving to dabble a little bit more in the pre-hospital setting. That's excellent. I think that's one of the great things about nursing. As you just described, you have a home, but you have so many other things that you do in the hospital that kind of fill your cup or when you get the itch to do something different or something new, you just have so many opportunities to do that in nursing. So I think that's pretty cool. It's a very broad and flexible field. That's a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah. So one of the reasons or one of the subject focuses that we wanted to talk about today was your recent mission work. So do you want to tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, came through a bit of an existential crisis, so to say. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those COVID years when things were really intense were tough. And I think we all dealt with that weight in different ways. And I initially dealt with it by trying to stubbornly just hold the line without realizing what it was doing to me. And quite a few conversations, some great conversations with people around here that I know and trust and wanted to see me grow and speak life into me, including my manager. It, it became apparent that I just needed to take a little bit of time away. And some of that had some impetus to try and do the travel thing. But very quickly, I realized that, that just didn't, didn't feel right. And I feel like I was being invited to a long-term dream of looking more global. So I applied with several different organizations, ended up getting in with Samaritan's Purse, which is a Christian organization based in Boone, North Carolina. And they do a lot of global relief work of all kinds. Medical is a component of that. 
They also do a lot of food and water distribution um, and sanitation work, as well as shelters and post-disaster mud outs and whatever. There, there are all sorts of amazing things that they do, both nationally and internationally. Sounds like a really great organization that just helps out people no matter what their need is or where they are. It sounds like a great piece to be a part of. I wanted to back up just a little bit when you were talking about how this weight of the COVID years was weighing on you and you were just trying to hold the line. What did that look like for you in that moment, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, that's a great question. It was, it was rough. You saw it, you experienced it in a lot of ways. In the role that I was in, I ended up being a go-between with some of our physician team and patients out on the floor who were struggling with the decision of whether to call it quits or not. And if they wanted to be innovated and potentially be trapped on a ventilator until whatever the end might be in that case, um, or if they wanted to keep fighting it out, breathing 40, 50 times a minute, and uh, just feeling a tremendous amount of suffering. And we had an incredible team that was working far beyond what I thought capable to try and bring peace to those moments. But there was just such a feeling of inadequacy of being able to meet those needs in a way that would bring a sense of peace for anybody, anyone struggling. So that, that was a lot to carry. And I know I was not the only one in the midst of that. But my response to it, like I said, was to, to try and stubbornly just be present and try and make things better as much as I could. And there was, there was benefit from that. I learned a tremendous amount. I made a lot of great connections, but I also just continued to burn the candle at both ends until there was very little left. And thankfully my manager was able to see that. Um, and we had a conversation about what it looks like. And I put in my notice to leave because I thought I can't do this anymore. And instead of leaving, Completely, I was offered to to go on a leave of absence for a while, to have some time away, to get some some rest and recovery. And the existential crisis turned into one of the most powerful experiences of my life that has totally changed my perspective and motivation for what I do. Thank you for being so candid and honest. That was going to be one of my questions was, did you identify this, like you said, crisis? Did you identify it yourself or was it someone else that said, hey, this isn't you, this isn't your normal and let's let's try to do something different to get you back to being Josh? I thankfully have quite a few really close friends and family members who consistently speak into my life, whether I desire them to or not. And I'm grateful. Yeah, I got called up by quite a few people that my, my attitude was changing. I want to be a voice for positive change and support encouragement to those around me. I think very quickly things can turn toxic when you have a destructive voice breaking you down internally at that point. Yeah, the stress of the COVID response just impacted people in significant ways that you, I don't think anyone could have anticipated. So... Truly. So let's jump right back into where you were describing the Samaritan Purse. And so you got onboarded with this organization and then what? Yeah, they trained me up um, and then they asked me if I wanted to go to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what a first assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to get thrown into a war zone was wow. a very powerful experience. And I want to clarify, 
most people, when they hear, oh, you're going to Ukraine right now, there's so much publicity and lots of notions about what that means. I was not near the front. I did not experience firefights of any kind. There were occasionally air raid sirens, but the effect was mostly seen on the people that were coming through. We had set up an emergency field hospital and we were able to help care for them in ways that the established healthcare system was just overwhelmed with. So we were attempting to augment the care and the kind of connections and that the way that simple presence was able to be a support to both them and an encouragement to us as well it was an amazing deal. So it it is not as extreme as it might sound initially. There are those who have done far wilder things, but it was a powerful experience internally. This is such a nurse response of, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> that's typical nursing right there. I think that any type of mission work, whether that's in your local community or beyond, is an extremely noble thing to do. And it's truly extraordinary. So first, thank you on behalf of humanity <laughs> for um, being willing to step outside of your comfort zone and your area um, to go and provide your expertise and your aid to people that really need it. So you were in Ukraine, right smack in the middle of a war zone. They had just started this war not too long before you were mm -hmm. deployed there. So you were taking care of people that were displaced from their regular place where they lived? Right. Yeah. The initial idea, I should clarify, the response in Ukraine with Samaritan's Purse as an organization, uh, the medical side was actually a pretty small portion of it. I think their total numbers, it's not small. It's not insignificant. I think they've cared for close to 20,000 patients at this point, but they've also airlifted wow, 750 tons of food and medical supplies over there, which is, it's crazy. The need is so profound in, in all areas. Yeah. And the essentially scorched earth principle that Russia is taking at the moment is really challenging for those who are displaced because there's nothing, there's no infrastructure for them to live off of. There's very little shelter, there's very little food, there's very little water. And simple things like how do you, do you cook what you do receive for, it's just, there are a lot of challenges that they're facing right now. As the war started, people shifted from the east to the west and many tried to leave to various European countries. However, they instituted a regulation, I believe, that would not allow men from the ages of 18 to 60 to leave the country. And so lots of families decided to just stay wow. or they were stuck on the near side of the border. So those surrounding cities just swelled and very quickly overwhelmed already pretty taxed healthcare system. So the idea is that they'd set up a field hospital to assist and whatever that meant, there was a the thought that it would be more trauma care and surgical procedures, but it ended up being a lot of primary care, a lot of working with people on long-term health issues who are not unable to get the medications that they've been depending on for a long time. And there are also a lot of uh, like minor outpatient surgeries, lots of hernias wow. fixed, <laughs> quite a few hernias. Who would have thought? So yeah. how long were you in the Ukraine? I was there for about five weeks and I got to be a part of quite a few different endeavors. <laughs> like I said, the, the field hospital was one of them. And we also started up a transport program while I was there that we got a few ambulances and worked to basically kit them out to be functional in a way that we could safely transport patients. 
And then we started transporting patients out of the country who had long-term needs, the kind of patients that are going to be in the hospital for a, a long time and are going to need a lot of support. So patients with amputations or external fixators or whatever it may be, we would transport them out to Poland and they'd be airlifted by other partnering European countries, which was a wild multinational effort. Wow. I'll always remember being in an ambulance convoy of, I think, about 25 different rigs, all loaded down with patients from probably six or seven different countries. And just, you didn't know all the languages that were being spoken, and it was challenging to communicate at times, but we'd all show up and line up at the airfield, and it was it was a powerful wow. experience. <laughs> So you talked about how this experience was life-changing for you. So when you did get back home and eventually come back here to UC Health, what was that experience like for you and how has that still impacted you today? Uh, also a great question. I would say the time over there was restorative in a way I didn't know I needed. And in some ways, I think it's easier to help in those kind of situations than it is to show up and be consistent in a job that is sometimes very challenging. And, you know, we have, have a few things working against us in our culture. And one of the amazing aspects about healthcare in the United States is that we have whatever you can imagine. Like we have top tier everything. And because of that, we have been able to create a culture of expectation that whoever walks in those doors is going to get the best care possible. And that is true in so many ways. But I think that is a double-edged sword because it also breeds a culture of entitlement. And for anyone who has been in the healthcare field, it, it's not that we're drawn to this because we want patients to express gratitude, but there's something very destructive to the soul to feel like you are battling your patients in order to care for them. And that is, that's something that I did not experience at all over in Ukraine. There was such an attitude of thankfulness, gratitude, just for us being there. We didn't have to provide anything. Just being there in the midst of the pain and suffering and trying to hold someone's hand or give a hug or... <laughs> Try to lend an encouraging word in a language that we didn't share. Those are powerful experiences that I'll remember. So if there are any takeaways from coming back here, it's to myself foster a sense of gratitude in the work I'm able to do with the resources that I have and the support that I have around me. And this is really stunning. We don't realize how good it is here. There are always ways to improve, and I hope to continue to be a part of improving things. But things are so amazing. Gratitude is really powerful. And I just, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you went from one stressful situation into an equally stressful situation. And how did you come out so resilient afterwards? It, I was trying to wrap my brain around stress plus stress doesn't usually equal good. <laughs> um, but it sounds like it was all the difference with the way that your work was received in the Ukraine. That was a huge part of it. I think my faith has a huge part to do with that as well. But there's also a sense of motivation in the midst of it, where I've been trying to figure out how to explain motivation better. 
And what I'm coming to, to understand is that it starts as something extrinsic that people tell you you should do. And then you get some sort of value and you realize, okay, there's something important here. I should pay attention. It becomes more intrinsic. And then it moves maybe into a passion of some sort. And that's powerful motivation. But I'm discovering that there is really, to my knowledge, no motivation more powerful than a purpose. And that's something I had lost before, before I left. And going over there, it just it opened my eyes to understand that what we do has far more meaning than we may even know. What advice would you have for some of our listeners that are nurses and they have lost their sense of passion or purpose in the profession? Do you have any advice for our listeners that of how they can reconnect back with that? <laughs> oh, that is a tough one. I don't want everybody just to leave and go to Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> that, would be, that would be challenging. But now That's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that there are times for things like that. I would say a, a lot of it is a perspective that we can foster of realizing when we're stressed out about our immediate bubble and our surroundings. Often I find that I'm metaphorically staring at my feet and I forget to look up and realize what is around me. And we live in an incredible place, specifically here in Colorado Springs. I'm very thankful about that. Northern regions all right as well. (laughs) They're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we have such natural beauty as well as such resources and an amazing community that I hope to see grow further. So we'll see. But I think in short, the one thing to encourage people is try to foster a sense of gratitude for what you have and where you're at. And maybe look towards how you can use that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Josh, for taking time to sit down and share your experience and how this can impact all of our nurses. Nurses do incredible things. You are certainly one of them. What you did was not something that's ordinary or something expected. It is amazing. And we're very happy to have you as part of the UC Health family. Thank you. Happy to be here too. Thanks. Thanks.